Tatis launches that one to deep left center field. Marte Peralta looking gone. A home run for Fernando Tatis Jr. His second against Kelly. And a two-run shot doubles the lead. Four to nothing here in the third. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network. Happy opening day. Uh, we are here weekdays on BetQL Daily, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time on the BetQL Audio Network. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at BetQL Daily. Been, uh, been hyped all day getting ready uh, for the start of the season. So uh, let's bring in Tony Gwynn Jr. at Tony Gwynn Jr. on Twitter. He's an Odyssey MLB insider. He co-hosts the Big Time Baseball Podcast with John Heyman. And he's also on Gwyn and Chris on 97.3 The Fan in San Diego. Tony, happy opening day, my man. Happy opening happy opening day, guys. How you guys doing today? Uh, doing fantastic. I, I was listening to the Big Time Baseball podcast the other day, and I was just chuckling along because, uh, Tony, I don't know if this should concern me or not, but some of the dark horse teams that you guys were talking about, uh, we've been talking about. So so we're in full agreement. Uh, l- let's let's start there with Kansas City in the American League and Milwaukee in the National League. Tell our audience why you like both of those teams. Well, I got a chance to see both of them uh, up close and personal in spring training. And obviously spring training isn't something – the numbers aren't something you, you take home to the bank most of the time, right? But there was just something about the way the Royals went about their spring training. Now, I think the biggest question mark for them is – as I said uh, on our on our podcast, is that we don't know the, – the, the question mark really lies in their pitching staff. There's a bunch of young guys going that have a lot of promise, um, and they're going to need to be supported, I think, by that offense. And, you know, with the additions of Ben Attendee, you had a guy like Santana in the middle of that lineup. Uh, you, you already got Whit Merrifield over there. I mean, at the top of the lineup, they could, they could set up to do a lot of damage. And in the National League with the Brewers, I just feel like the Central is wide open can't you really can't count on uh chris yellich having another bad year it was 60 games i'm a I, I, i'm of the thought process in 60 games with guys like that it, it's they didn't get a chance to really get going and so i fully expect him to, to to be back into that mvp conversation this season and i like their additions i mean you got you, you had a guy like wong to the defensive side he's going to be able to play second base for you every day and then they might have one of the more underrated back ends of the bullpen with, with Hayter and Williams. Um, if their starting pitching is as good as they think it's going to be, I think they're, they're, they're primed to, to have a shot to win that division. Tony, another really popular team in the National League is obviously the Padres, although I don't know that the National League West is as wide open as the NL Central. Do you give the Padres a shot at competing with the Dodgers this season, or you know, is it pretty much just the Dodgers are the class of the NL and nobody's keeping up with them this year? No, I think the Padres put themselves in a position to be able to compete with them. Um, being able to overtake them is, is going to be a challenge. I mean, the, as, the, as good as the Padres got over the offseason, the World Series champs got better too, right? They added Bauer. They really added David Price because he didn't pitch last year, and he's going to be pitching out of their bullpen. And when you look at their rotation, they, they decided to go with Dustin May as, as their fifth. That leaves guys like Goslin and, and and Price coming out of the bullpen. So their depth is is what I think puts them uh, separates them. And going into the regular season, they're relatively healthy. The Padres are a little nicked up. Um, I don't expect it to have too much of a, too much of an issue dealing with some of the injuries. But 
certainly in order for the Padres to stay, you know, right there with the Dodgers, one of the things that they need is health. And, you know, that really depends on luck sometimes. Tony, um, in Darvish's three years in Chicago, there were some peaks and valleys, and it was a big peak in the 2020 season. You know, for my money, he was right there uh, with Bauer. He could have been the NL MVP right there in the race until the very end there. And, and that's the guy the Cubs were waiting on. Early on, when he first arrived, he was dealing with injuries. Some, some of the narratives uh, really followed him from the Dodgers, just about, oh, he's weak mentally, all this stuff. I mean, when the guy's healthy, his stuff is as good as anyone out there. It's just a matter of him being healthy. I don't know how much contact you've been able to have uh, in this spring training, uh, but anything stand out to you that you've noticed from Darvish or that you're hearing from his teammates? You know, we, as, as you know, because of the protocol, it's, it's been tough to really get a lot of access. But I can't tell you, with the exception of his last start, like he was absolutely dominant. And, you know, this guy, is, he, he's got an 11-pitch mix depending on the day, and <laughs> he can go to any one of those at any different time. And I think that second season in Chicago, he, he clearly found himself. Really the second half of the first season, he really found himself uh, and started to pitch like you, Darvish, of, of the Rangers, right? And I just think, you know, for a guy like you who is every time he changes cities, you know, given the the – the, where he comes from, it's, it's going to be a challenge. And I think Padres have done everything they can to make him feel comfortable here. He seems to be comfortable, uh, in, 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 at least in the Zoom meetings we've had with him. Um, I expect him to have a big year. I mean, his last start, it almost seemed as though, his last start in spring, it almost seemed as though he was bored. Like, he went through the first three starts where he gave up nothing. And then it was like the last start, he decided, you know, I'm going to work on breaking balls today. And that's pretty much all he threw in his last start. So, uh, I'm expecting a big year for you, and, and he's going to have to have a big year if the Padres uh, are, are going to challenge the Dodgers for for that division. And Tony, in the National League, I feel like it's the Dodgers. You know, there's the Padres, there's the Braves, but I feel like the American League is more wide open as far as a potential World Series winner. Who do you see potentially challenging the Yankees? Is it the White Sox, or is there maybe a sleeper team in the AL? Well, I mean, listen, the Yankees are the team, should they stay healthy? They've had two straight years where they can't get past the injury bug, and it's really hampered them. Um, if they stay healthy, I, I don't know that there is a, a team as good as them. I know the White Sox are challenging, but they don't have – and people, you know, kind of poo-poo it sometimes, but experience matters once you get into those type of games. And, um, it, you know, the White Sox are still gaining that experience. So it'll be interesting to see – you know, how they can kind of maneuver this 162-game season. I think the same thing can be said uh, uh, for the Blue Jays, right? This is another young, really young team that has a lot of potential. A lot of people are picking them. Um, but when those bright lights come on, we're going to have to see – we're going to see how they, how they react to that. But I think the Yankees are the team to beat in the American League. Uh, with Tony Gwynn Jr. at Tony Gwynn Jr. on Twitter, Odyssey, MLB Insider, co-host the Big Time Baseball Podcast with John Heyman here. Uh, this is Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat, BetQL Daily. Um, it's 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 interesting. Are there, are there there were people that were hot on Bauer a year ago, and, and you can get them at some pretty good odds early on before the shutdown is in that forty to fifty range, and then even when base, the season started, it was still in that twenty to thirty range. Are, are there any people down the list for Cy Young or MVP a little bit? Not not those top, 
you know, four or five names that we consistently talk about that, that you think they, they could take that next step and they, they have that elite level in them? Wow. Uh, and which one, American League or National League? Go wherever you'd like. All right. Well, in, in the American League, you know, we're talking about the White Sox. I think Giolito is a guy that is he, – he seemingly is taking that kind of rise, right, where, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of promise there. He kind of goes through his, his bumps and bruises. Then he has a big year last year, uh, kind of faded that towards the, like, last month. But I think he's one of those guys that's really on, on the rise in terms of, uh, of taking that next step to be in that Cy Young conversation. Um, I, I just I, I when you watch his stuff, uh, it's it's hard not to 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 fall in love with it, right? He hard fastball, he commands it well, and you just seen him kind of take that step. In the National League, you know what? I I haven't given it much thought. I I don't know that there is a guy. But you know what? I take that back. Walker Bueller is probably the guy in in the yeah. National League. He he's the same. He he kind of on that same path. Like he's he seems like he's a year behind Giolito in terms of. Uh, putting a, a full season together. He's had spurts where he's been dominant. He's been good in the playoffs, uh, but he hasn't put the whole year together. And that's really been due to, to, to some to some nicks early in the year, some nicks and bruises early in the year. But I think he's on that same path as, as, as Giolito is. Tony, uh, my favorite part, you know, when we, when it's opening day is the young talent in this league. Now, a lot of these guys may not be called up, but if I'm trying to find some value as far as betting rookie of the year, who are some names, maybe they're not household names yet, that you know you see as up-and-coming talent that could potentially win rookie of the year? You know, I know that there's a lot of names out there like Cabrian Hayes, but what about guys like Dylan Carlson, maybe Joey Bart? Who are some potential rookie of the year candidates that you have your eye on? Literally, you, you literally took my guy right out of my mouth. The Carlson kid, I got a chance to see him when they played in playoffs against the Padres last year. And I was really, really impressed with, with his bat. Um, he's a guy that a lot of people aren't going to talk about, right? He's in St. Louis, kind of stuck there in the Midwest. Um, you won't hear a lot about him because you got Arnado and Goldschmidt over there. But watch out for that man, that kid, man. He, he, he's a talented one, and I, I think he's got a chance to be on that list. The other one in the American League is, is Bollywood Jr., I know he's. Yeah. That, I don't know if he's. I don't think he made the squad uh, to start, but I think at some point in the year he's going to come up. He's going to be. Uh, he's going to play second base uh, for for uh, the Royals, and from there, I mean, watch out, man. That, that kid. I got a chance to see him. I've told you, I'm impressed with the Royals and Brewers. Got a chance to see him play. Very, very impressive. I like that call, Tony. I, I was looking at him for uh, the American League Rookie of the Year. So you're right. The Royals are keeping him down, but it's not going to be a long period of time. Maybe it's going to be a couple weeks. And he's uh, he's way down the board, 25-1 to 1 to win the AL Rookie of the Year. And if the Royals contend, you know, maybe he could uh, he could win that. You know, Some that stands out to me as I'm looking at these lists for, for the rookies that we'll be talking about this season. Man, it feels like there is such an influx of talent coming into the league this year with the Rosarena. He's the favorite, and there's guys like Dalbeck. You mentioned Witt Jr. Uh, are, are you worried as as a big as a guy that covers the sport? Are you worried about the effects down the road of not having the minor leagues for a full year? There has to be some worry about it, right? I mean, here in San Diego, we got a chance to see it affect two different guys differently. Uh, C.J. Abrams seemingly came out of the alternate site 
a new a new guy, right? He, he his spring training this year was much like Fernando Tatis Jr.'s in 2018, the year he didn't make the squad. Very mm-hmm. much resembled. But on the flip side of that, you get a guy like Mackenzie Gore who has seemingly kind of struggled with that process, not having those starts under his belt to to be able to lean on when he goes into some trouble. He didn't have that. And and it's going to affect guys differently. And in that case, CJ seems to have benefited from being around guys who've been in the big leagues facing tougher pitching. Whereas uh, McKenzie Gore, I don't want to say he took a step back, but certainly when you went into 2020, you hundred percent thought you would see him at some point. Here we are in 2021. And, and you've had a couple of guys really pass him. Ryan Weathers ends up making this roster over him. And, and so I think he's going to, benefit from there being a minor league season this year but certainly I think it was to his detriment uh, not having one last year. Uh, Tony I'm really high on the Brewers this year but there are some teams out there or some players I should say where if maybe they fall out of contention earlier they get off to a slow start maybe they look to move some of the bigger names I don't think Josh Hader gets moved but I know that some people in Milwaukee do believe that Chris Bryant's another popular name who are some guys you think maybe that could be on the move if their teams get off to a slow start or if they're on teams that are looking to potentially sell at the deadline well i mean the cubs will be a team that are hit up (laughs) a lot and often should they Uh not be in 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 contention because they have a boatload of talent you see rizzo didn't come to a deal it sounds like baez is not coming to we already kind of assumed chris bryant wasn't going to come to any agreement so that's going to be the starting point for 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 most teams they're going to be looking there to see how the cubs do and if they're not well Look for look for teams to to really go after them, you know. Other than that, because the, the 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 playoffs are so wide open this year, especially in the American League, you'll see uh, a lot of teams really wait to the last minute before, unless they have just completely fallen out really early. I th- I would expect that it's going to come. It's going to be a lot of movement deadline time because a lot of teams don't want to think that they're out of it. Tony, what's your World Series prediction? Man, I, I, I guess I got to stick with the same one that I had on the podcast. It's, it's a you don't have to. The 19- you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a rematch of the 1998 World Series. I'm going to go Padres-Yankees in the World Series. Padres-Yankees. All right. Yeah, tough tough to really argue with that. It, it really does seem like, um, and, and I'm sure you feel like you're, you're one of the lucky ones because you got one of the most talented teams in all of baseball that you're covering there. But there, there is this big divide in the game. There are a couple of teams contending in each division, but for the most part, it's the haves. And then at, at the very bottom, there are a bunch of have-nots, right? That's the tough part, right? Is By my count, there are maybe 9, 10, maybe 11 teams that seemingly are trying to, to do something this year. The rest of them are, you know, playing for picks or positioning or whatever it may be. And I don't know that that's necessarily good for the game. I think the more mm-hmm. more teams you have that are actually going out and at least being competitive. I think, obviously, every team's not going to be able to World Series. Every team's not going to be a playoff contender. But I think teams owe it to their fan base to at least put something out there competitive that you don't you feel good about spending your yep. money on to go watch them. And, and 
Tony Gwynn Jr., Odyssey MLB Insider, co-host of the Big Time Baseball Podcast. Make sure you are subscribed to that pod. It's terrific. We'll continue the baseball conversation with Ryan Spader. You're locked into the BetQL Audio Network. To the ice, we're going to help you put money in your wallet. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Ryan Horvat on the BetQL Audio Network.